0: In this week's parsha, Pasha Vayigash, we have Yaisef revealing himself to his brothers, and he says, And they have nothing to say. They're dumbstruck. And Chazal say that what it means that they have nothing to say is not just that they're in shock and they're uh, you know, they speechless. What it means they actually had nothing to say, it means they had no defense. They had nothing to say that could answer for themselves. They were totally exposed, so to speak, and they had a full recognition of now they saw Hashem's plan and they saw that they were wrong all along and they had absolutely nothing to say. And Chazal say that this is... We can learn from this that when it comes the day of reckon, reckoning in Shemayim, it's going to be a very similar situation, unfortunately, that, that Hashem will press, spread out uh, our lives in front of us, and we won't have anything to say. Now, this can be a little scary, which perhaps is not a bad thing. That's what it's meant to be. But more than uh, to be scary, what it's actually meant to do is to give us focus. And this is a very important point, and uh, I want to talk about that a little bit. The, <clears throat> the, the Yosef after he reveals himself to his brothers and he talks to them and gives them the whole story... He tells them he sends them on their way. He tells them what to tell Yaakov Avinu and to bring him back. And he tells them Al Don't. Uh, literally means don't get angry on your trip. Rashi brings down that a that Al means don't get involved in learning, uh, too much into learning on your trip because you're going to go astray. You're going to like get lost. So before as you as ask, you know, okay. It's important, but Yaakov didn't warn the Shvatim about that. Why yeah, it became Yasef's job to warn them don't get too involved in learning on your trip. Then Rashi says uh, another pshat, what uh, means, and then the last pshat he says means really literally, don't get angry at each other because you most likely are going to be very worked up now that you know the whole story and you're going to start blaming each other. It was your fault that, that we sold Yasef. You're the one who said Lash You're the one who convinced us. He told them don't fight about it on the, on the way home. It's... Uh, ostensibly he meant, you know, this is what was Hashem's plan. And what I was thinking is that perhaps these two Pshatim can work together in light of many stories that I've heard and perhaps you've heard about our G'daylam and the kind of focus that they had which, which is like this the Gemara says that everybody is obligated to speak and learning when they're traveling if two Tamid al are traveling and they don't speak and learning there is very serious um, punishments that they are traveling and battling so everybody who travels is supposed to learn so the Gemara says what does it mean that Yosef told them that they shouldn't uh, immerse themselves in learning they have to learn when they travel so the Gemara says yeah you can learn something like that's easy to understand and easy to follow but don't get like too involved and too immersed in it because then you're gonna go astray and you're gonna lose your way. So what, what Yaisa was telling them, possibly, was that essentially you are in a situation now where you're very distracted, right? This is a very, very, a very, very, a lot of a very stressful time in your lives. You just came to the recognition that every, the, the supposition and the basis of everything, all your actions up to this point, uh, were all wrong. And you have to repent on everything that you did in your life, and all the repercussions that were caused because of it. It's all your fault, and and you have to do tshuva, and that's like that, that's, that, that's tremendously overwhelming. Um, and what does the tzaddik do when he's in that situation? What he does is he immerses himself in learning, and with that he can totally remove himself from all that. And that's why you have to warn them. But you can't do that when you're traveling. Alter gizub You are a lot to learn, you know, simple things, but you can't immerse yourself in learning when you're traveling because he knew that that's what they'll do. And you know, I, you may have heard this. There's number, numerous stories of, of our G'daylem that um, they were able to immerse themselves in learning in, no matter what the situation was. I, I was just by my, my daughter, Sheva uh, Brachas, one of the uh, Bachram who got up to speak, said that his, uh, there was a, a, rev, a, a, a yeshiva of, of, um, of elementary school boys that came to visit Rav Asher Ariely. And they wanted Rav Asher Arieli to tell them a story about his father-in-law, Rav Nachem Pertzavitz, who was a Shiva the Mir. And Rav Asher Arieli is not that kind of person. He wasn't really interested in saying stories. He kept on saying, I don't have any stories, I don't have any stories. And they told him, no, no, you have to tell us a story. So finally he said, listen, I'll tell you this. the story I have about Rav Nachem Pertzavitz is like this. He learned. That was a story. He learned. That's what he did. Now, when did he learn? he learned through a war going on, he learned through his one of his children passing away, he learned no matter what happened to him, and he went through all of his life and all the different things he suffered, he always learned, he never stopped. And that was an element of focus and ability that Sadiqim had to do that. And we know other stories of G'daylom, like Rav Chaim but even more recent, that they had to undergo a procedure and they really couldn't have um, anesthesia, and they opened the safer and they were able to focus to the extent that they were able to be operated on without it disturbing, without them, you know, losing control. It was it was a power of focus that they had. And we, when we, when we hear about these stories, so it's like way over our head, right? Like, so, well, what does it have to do with us? But actually, what it does have to do with us is the point of this parsha, which is. If, you, if a person lives with the concept of which means if a person lives with the idea that every moment of their lives is being recorded, every moment of their lives is being reckoned and going, they need to utilize it uh, it becomes a lot easier to focus, it, it becomes much easier to recognize the importance of focusing and to the Shavatim Inasmuch that they, this was an tr- extraordinarily tumultuous point in their life, and there was so so much anxiety and full stress, and and so much to deal with, that would not prevent them from actually immersing immersing themselves even more in learning, for the sake of being able to immerse themselves in learning, and not allow that to disturb them. Because when a person lives with that kind of understanding, that every minute of a person's life is precious, every minute has to be is going to be asked about, is going to be displayed, and going to be. Demonstrated in front of us, what did you do with that moment? With that kind of focus, then other things start losing their importance. And that the 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 the, the lesson of is less about the fear of uh, the, the, the of, of the time to come, and more about the importance of focusing on avodas Hashem and the ability to focus once we recognize how important it is and how every moment is so essential. The I just saw a story that Rav, Rav Nassim um Finkel Zatzal, Shiva Shiva the Mir, once needed to give, um, he had to give rebuke to a bachor, because he had heard about a bachor and his yeshiva who had done something really wrong, and had wronged one of his fellow issue. he really had done something that was worthy of, of of notice enough that he had to call him in and give him rebuke. So Rav Nassim Svi didn't want to do it alone. He, was, he called in another one of the other Rosh Hashivas, or aya Finkel, and he also called in the mashgiach of the building that the, the part of the yeshiva that this bochor was in, in was his name was Hexter, Ruven Hexter, and the three of them sat there, and the bochor came in, he was came in in front of the three Rosh Hashivas over there in the mashgiach, didn't know what they wanted from him, and Rav Nassim didn't Give him rebuke. He just told him a story. He said, "When I was a Bachar in the mirror, my my um, m- my uh, my uncle, who's the Rosh Hashiva Finkel, Finkel, he asked me to, to get a connection to Rav Chaim Kamil, and you know he would be like my mentor. And Rav Chaim Kamil's I developed a wonderful connection with him and a Kesher with him, and and he was truly my mentor throughout his life. And one time he." There was something I had to do, and he, I went to him for advice how I should do it, and I did, did exactly how he told me to do it. And in the course of what I, he told me to do, there was a different Bachar that got embarrassed. And it was, he was aware that that might happen, and he took the responsibility to advise me to do this nevertheless. But he, I did it with his advice. The next day, Prabhupada said, it was before chakras. And Rabbi you Yudofinkel, Finkel, the Rosh Hashiva, comes running over to me before Shachris, and says, you know, you did this and this, and you embarrassed that buffer. how could you do that? And I answered him, I said, look, I, I, I know that's what happened, but I was following the advice of Rabbi Chaim Kamil, who you told me to to, to consult with. They said, if you were following the advice, then fine. And he went back to Davin. So, Irnassin Svi turns to Rizbacher and says, you know, it was before Shacharis. He could have waited till after Shacharis. <laughs> he could have come over to me later. There was plenty of time during the day that we could have come and, and, and talked to me about this. But And, and, and I'm sure you had things that he did before Shacharis to prepare for Shacharis. He didn't have to run over to me then and, and approach me and and confront me about this Ben Adam al Khaver. But what I understood is that, that Ben Adam al-Khavir is just way too important. And he couldn't, They couldn't start until he got this off his plate, until he dealt with this issue. You can't hurt someone else's feelings, you can't embarrass someone, and, and then continue on with your day. And Arnazim said, so, what about us? And that was it. <laughs> That's all Arnazim said to his bachar. And the bachar was very, very embarrassed, and he understood what he was being given Musra about, and he left. And when he left, Ravari Finkel, who was there, started crying, and said that this is all you did was you say you said a story and he was so embarrassed. He said, That's all that's gonna happen in Shemayim as well. They're just gonna tell us stories. <laughs> um, and when they tell us the stories, we're not gonna have anything to say. And uh, you know, again it's it's the the importance of this concept is not so much even though it it is very much a an important element in our parish as well, the importance of bin al Mukhavere and the the power of bin al Mukhave and so on and so forth, and how much you know there there will be a din vachagan on these things but more than anything else the importance of, of the knowledge of a din vachagan is to give importance to our time to give focus and to encourage us to truly focus on what our vida is and with that we'll have the ability to serve hashem no matter how difficult the situation is how distracting the situation is how stressful it is when we realize what's at stake then that takes on a bigger importance, and it gives us the ability to focus. So the Chazal tell us this, perhaps, like I say, a little bit to scare us, but more importantly, they tell it to us to give us the ability to be able to focus, to give us the the, the kalem that we need, you know, the the motivation and the power. They empower us with that to be able to serve Hashem no matter how stressful and difficult the situation is, to be able to overcome that and focus on Avodah Hashem. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.